0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Contra Radio Network. Preparedness Radio. With your host, John Jeffers. And good evening, John Jeffers, here on a Wednesday evening. Many. Many things to talk about tonight. Limited time. So we're going to talk about the big four things. All right, four things. First of all, if you're looking for the video feed, I moved it from the CRN like page on Facebook to the CRN group page on Facebook. So you'll be able to catch us there. Just want to see how it works out. I see the leprechaun from Northern Ireland is in. How you doing, Brian? Good to see you. Scotty's in. All kinds of good people checking in now. Very good. All right, one of the things we want to talk about, uh, I want to get this out right away. I just found this out. Um, for those of you who are evacuating, do not. Allow a hotel or motel to tell you that you cannot have your pets. Florida, Georgia, North Carolina people. If you're evacuating to a hotel or motel and they say they don't accept pets, don't eg- do not get ugly, but simply tell them that is against the law and FEMA established that after Hurricane Katrina. It's called the Pets Evacuation and Transportation Standards Act. It was a bipartisan initiative in the United States House of Representatives to require states seeking federal emergency management agency assistance, that's FEMA assistance for those of you that couldn't put it together, to accommodate pets and service animals in their plans for evacuating residents facing disaster. This is important. I want to thank uh, Mark P. for pointing that out. That's important information. That's why you watch us. That's why you listen to us here on Contrario Network. Little things like that. Now, what have we got here? I'm trying to get uh, Dawn's going to call in. She is for this way. She could see the fires out west from her house. She had ashes coming down on her house a couple days ago. We've got Katia in the Gulf of Mexico. Turn into a uh, Cat One hurricane, moving slowly. We're going to give. I'm going to give you a public advisory on that. We all know about that bad bitch Irma. She's coming down, and she's going to come down hard. And the last one, and I want, and I, I wanted Brian uh, to call in. He knows more about this than I do. So if I screw it up, at least you will have the basics. A uh, coronal mass ejection, a CME, a huge, huge one. The largest one in the last 12 years is going to hit Earth. We will get the preliminary tonight. It is very possible. You could see the northern lights as far south as Ohio. When it hits full blast Friday night, allegedly, you sh- they should be able to see the northern lights as far south as Mexico. Yeah, you heard me right. You heard me right, without a doubt. Uh, I'd like to um, welcome Mel from Braden, Florida. He's joining us for the first time, I think, tonight. Um, good guy. And, oh, and oh, if you guys want to get a little Mark P., he is on, if I remember right, hold on, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, where is it? Uh, I can't find his website off offhand, but let me see if I can. Uh, I believe he's on the United Patriots Preppers and Pioneers three percent. So if you want to look that up on Facebook, you can. That's where he could. I believe that's where Mark is out of. But anyways, want to let you know, give you a heads up. Like to give people a heads up. All right. Um, also tonight. Let's get, I'm waiting for hear from Terry. Terry was going to call in. Uh, he's down in Houston, passed a woman. He's in a bad part of town. Uh, he passed a woman, four kids in the car, flat tire. He was on his way out. He pulled over, getting her uh, tire fixed. He will be calling in. So give us a progress report. And then he's, you know, he's off again to do whatever it is he's doing. He might have to go to Florida. Waiting to hear from Julie. Julie's going to uh, call in. As you all know, she has um, recently moved to Florida, and apparently wherever she goes, natural disasters follow. All right. Tim is in North Carolina. Um, He is not on the, I don't believe he's on the coastal coast, on the coastal counties. So um, he's getting himself ready to go to Florida to help out, especially with his parents. They live in Fort Myers. So we're getting stuff ready to rock and roll there. So we got a lot of people who listen to this show. Many will volunteer to help to go where many of us either can't go, can't afford to go or whatnot. Um, What I want to do is uh, if you can, if possible, if you're one of those listeners that plans to go and volunteer in the disaster zones, I highly recommend that you, if you run out of funds or you need uh, financial support or assistance, I suggest, and highly recommend this, use the Walmart to Walmart transaction. You go to the service desk. You tell them, I want to uh, send money using a Walmart to Walmart transaction. As of right now, if you have the Walmart app on your cell phone, you will be able to send it with no charge. If you don't, you pay whatever the cost is. for. It's based on the amount you're sending. So you tell them who you want to send it to. So, for example, I sent money to Terry. I I told Terry, I've never done this before. I need your name, address, phone, and your cell phone number. No problem. Got there. Not a problem. And I gave my cell phone. I said, here, this is who it's going to. And I said, okay, where are they going? And I said, well, I thought this like, good for all Walmarts. They go, it is. We just need to know what state that particular Walmart, you know, you want to send to. I said, Louisiana. No problem. Generally speaking, almost 99% of the time, that money is available within 10 minutes. So, for example, Tim decides he goes to North Carolina and he needs some gas money or financial assistance. You want to throw him twenty-five, thirty bucks. You go to Walmart, do it. And I'll say which Walmart, you know where. Tell him a Florida Walmart. He can go to any Walmart in Florida. Show him the reference number, which you're going to send to him by text, so he knows. He goes in there with his reference number and his ID, and guess what? He gets the money. It's that simple. It's that quick. It's the most efficient way I know to get money down there. All right. To especially to the people that need it. Especially if you're gonna you know help out and you know throw some financial support their way. Okay, we got that clear, we got that straight. Um real quick, uh where do we start? Um let, let's do this. Let me uh get this one down. Let's talk about this major solar flare. How serious is it? If you know Brian K and you know Gary M in Louisiana. Those two guys, they live off the grid. They are taking down uh, their apparatus. My guess would be if I, if I was reading Brian Wright, they're taking apart their solar panels or inverters. Not so much the solar panels, but just the um, uh, inverter parts. And they're going to put them into their Faraday cages. That's how serious it is that these two guys talk. These guys, you now Brian knows more about it than I, uh, CMEs than I do, and, 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 and that's okay. I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. I don't claim to know everything, but I know people who know things that I don't. That's a smart move. We like that. Okay. Now, let's talk about the CME. Let me pull this down. Da, 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 da. Where, is Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. Pull it down from the screen to this screen. Okay, what we're talking about here is a major X-class f- uh, flare. A lot of this stuff I don't understand, but I'm going to read it to you and so you understand what I know. Now, we have posted a lot of this stuff on the CRN group page and like page, so you can all look at it yourselves. But you haven't got a chance. We're going to talk about it right now. Uh, a major X-class solar flare erupted from geo-effective active region 2673, peaking as X9.3 at 1202 UTC on September 6, 2017. The event started at 1153, peaked at 1202, and ended at 1210 UTC. This is the second X-class solar flare of the day, and it just and it comes just hours after a long duration in X2.2 at 933 UTC, so the second one of the day. It is also the strongest solar flare of the current cycle, which is solar cycle 24. Radio signatures suggest a strong CME was produced during this event. The, local, the location of this region favors Earth-directed CMEs. It doesn't favor anymore. Earth is going to get hit. There's just no way around it. It is going to happen. Now, the event was associated with a Type 4 and Type 2. Type 2 emissions occur in association with eruptions on the sun and typically indicate a CME is associated with a flare event. Now, Type 4 emissions occur in association with major eruptions on the sun and, again, are typically associated with a strong CME and solar radiation storms. In addition, this impressive event was associated with a 10-centimeter Radio burst lasting three minutes, and today's X9.3 is the strongest solar flare of Solar Cycle 24. Although X-class solar flares were expected, about 25% chance, since region 2673 rapidly grew into a monster region and attained beta, gamma, and delta magnetic configuration. Such a powerful flare comes as a huge surprise as our star is heading towards the solar minimum. The previous record for the strongest flare of this cycle was X 6.9 on August 9, 2011. The cycle has so far had 47 X class flares, including today's 2.2 and 9.3. Now, the last time our star erupted with an X class flare was on May 5th, 2015. That was a 2.7. CME was produced, but the location didn't favor Earth directed uh, targeting. What does it mean? That means we're going to get hit. Now, the location of active region 2673 favors Earth-directed CMEs. However, analysis of the event is still in progress. NASA, I have posted the link on the CRN pages. You can now see the simulation, what is going to happen. Uh, The CME produced by a 5.5 solar flare on September 4, 2017. That was only two days ago is heading toward Earth and is expected to arrive later today, September 6th. A G3, a strong geomagnetic storm watch, is in effect for September 6th and 7th. They are still trying to analyze it, apparently. What does it mean? It means there's a good possibility that if there's enough energy in this thing, it could potentially it's going, to, it's going to interfere with communications, satellites, that kind of thing. We know that. It could potentially hit the power grid. Now, if what Brian was telling me is correct, if it hits the power grid, this will supply, now get this, over 300,000 volts for, at, at uh, every foot of power line. Yeah. So it will start to burn out stuff right and left. Like I said, I, I'm not a – look, I don't know any of this, much about this. Brian and Gary do. So with that said, we'll call that one. Let's see who we got calling in. All right, looks like – go ahead, sir. You're on the air.
2: <clears throat> That's the first I'm hearing about the uh, CME. So no that, one's talking that... about
1: it. No one is talking about it. And if it hits Earth like they say
2: it's going to
1: on Saturday evening, guess what else happens on Saturday evening? Irma comes roaring ashore. That bad bitch is going to hit. If it wipes out communications, it's going to be a true disaster down there.
2: Yep, you're absolutely correct. If it's due to hit today, tonight, or tomorrow morning, a lot of infrastructure and and electronic communication is going to be disruptive, uh, amongst other things, even maybe the Internet for all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coordination is going to be an issue. Uh, I'm not sure what to say, but it doesn't say speak much for the news media huh. for not even giving the public uh, uh, enough of a warning. Oh, they, well, well, let's be honest about it. What the hell can we do?
1: We can't go ride. We can't go hide. It doesn't matter. We're going to get hit now. Well, Brian Brian well, we said uh, Brian said the okay. CME could very possibly uh, whack out Hawaii or Southeast Asia. He seems to think that part of the earth will be facing uh, the CME when it comes to hit. So there you go. Um, uh, Austin Lehman in uh, California outside Sacramento says uh, his local cert team just got called in for a possible deployment on Friday. I don't know if they're heading for Florida, why you didn't say. I'm sure you will. Yes, Gary, it will be beyond a disaster. We are rocking and rolling here. Um, I wanted to get that out to you. No one's talking about NASA. When you link, that link I put on, uh, Brian tried to put the link on. NASA said, no, you can't You can't link. Now we can. And you can see the animation, what's expected, how it will look. There's no escaping. It's, it's going to hit. The question is, how much damage and where? So I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, second, uh, where is, is Don? Dawn? Dawn or Julie need to call in. Hopefully they will. I want to get, uh, in case you haven't noticed, out west, it's because you know, the hurricanes have been you know, taking all the headlines. Out west, Idaho's on fire. Washington State's on fire. Montana's on fire. And it doesn't appear it's gonna end. Now if we could somehow get the hurricanes from Florida to Idaho, it would help out a lot. But let's face it, that's not gonna happen. But they are definitely on fire. They are losing. I mean, they're trying to, I don't I don't even want to know about it. I can't even know what to know. I don't even know what to say about it. I think I got what I have here. Yes, five oh nine, go ahead.
3: Uh this is Julie.
1: Hey Jules. Hey, I'm not I'm not gonna gotta, keep you long because I know you're busy.
4: So. I'll be busier in a couple of days.
1: <laughs> why is it that Why is it that natural disasters follow you wherever you go?
4: Uh, you know what? You're about the fifth person that said that. They're gonna start calling me Typhoid Mary or some Typhoon Mary or I don't Typhoon know. Mary. It, I have never had this problem before. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Let me ask you something, Julie. Um, mm-hmm. you know, before um b- before we get started here, two tips. I've to got two tips for you people in the hurricane zone, and it is this. Um one, about twenty four hours twenty four hours before <laughs> Irma hits. Go to your refrigerator. Turn it all the way up. Get your refrigerator and freezer as cold as you can get it. That will help. uh, Then don't open it. When the power goes off. Right. When the power goes out, you'll have that stuff there. So do about 24 hours before landfall. I believe landfall is scheduled for, I believe, Saturday night, Sunday morning. So you probably want to start. Sunday morning. So you probably want to do it no later than, say, either Friday night, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. And second thing. If you have an automatic dishwasher, I want you to remember something about this. You can put your valuables inside the dishwasher. Don't turn it on, of course. Because a dishwasher mm-hmm. is insulated and it's waterproof.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Just some ideas there. Okay.
4: Well, not that I have much of value left from the last disaster, but...
1: Paperwork. Uh, you can put paperwork in there. Just don't. If you're afraid, you might turn it on. Oh, turn, on. You mean? turn off the water on it. Whatever yeah. you want to do. But remember that dishwasher is waterproof and it's insulated. That's good to know. Thank you,
4: John.
2: Something to think. Yeah. About.
4: Now, speak, speaking of Saturday, I've got uh, Ladies of the Watch, and uh,
2: I'm can debating
4: on running it because the hurricane is going to start somewhere in the middle of my show.
1: So okay.
4: talking and you'd hear a big scream and uh sh- sound and
1: why that aren't would you, probably
4: get you some ratings.
1: <laughs> why why aren't you getting out of Dodge?
4: Um where am I gonna go?
1: Uh anywhere but Florida would be a good start. Or at least I'm back here. Duh. That doesn't mean to stay.
2: Uh, I mean,
1: seriously. Why you know, you could you know, there is a we have a CRN listener. His name is Mel. And he lives outside Braden, Florida. He's gonna write it out. My my thing is this. Um old, my older gentleman and he's not too well prepped. However, I told uh-huh. him I would uh get his contact information to you. He's not that far from you.
4: Yeah, that's great.
1: It might be something worthwhile. I explained to him that you had a bunch of supplies that you were going to run to Houston, but last week's show, we talked about this, and we said, Julie, stay put with your supplies. You're probably going to need them this week or next. And you were wise enough to say, you're right, we're going to hold on to it. No, it was, yes, good. It was a good. Smart decision. I
4: listened to you for once.
1: <laughs> okay. yeah that's true
2: but that's okay
1: so my point is this um, there. Is, I understand now according to the Florida governor he stated some of the gas stations have are out but the federal government has suspended the regulations for fuel uh, deliveries so they should be gas stations should be full by tomorrow morning Well,
4: they had a delivery today already and a delivery yesterday, and they were all out by noon. They had, I believe they had one more delivery, and the lines were outrageous. There was a guy, I was driving home, and he had a pickup truck, and he had 30 gas cans in the back of his truck, and he was filling all of them up. And the governor asked, you know, don't take more than you need, but he's mm-hmm. filling up all, all these things.
1: Look, you're always going to have people like that. That's why this is important to be a prepper. It's more important to listen to Contrario Network. We can help you prep. You still have a little bit of time if, if you can. If you still get water, you're going to need clean drinking water. Now, this is what, this is what's, this is what blew my mind today. Uh, Rubio. Senator Rubio says FEMA has uh, a little over 8 million liters of water and a little over 8 million uh, meals. As preppers, we all know the standard is one gallon of water per person per day. Also, if I remember correctly, Florida has more than 8 million residents. So how does this play out of... I mean, how does this play out of well, only take what you need? Like one liter of water, are, are you, that, that's, like, that's like a quart of water.
2: That is not, <laughs> this
1: is, this is the, the nutty thing. Now, granted, FEMA's been hit hard. You know, I don't know what their supply uh, depots look like, but I guarantee you after Harvey hit the Houston, Louisiana area, those inventories might have taken a huge hit. I mean,
4: well, now they got South Carolina and Georgia and Florida and all the rest along the right. coast it's gonna and there's two more behind it. There's Katya and Jose that are coming up, and nobody knows where they're going yet either.
1: right No, no, I get you. I understand that I get it okay. So I started
4: buying water, sorry, I started uh-huh. buying water last week,, uh-huh. and I bought I've got like. 20 cases, 30 cases of water. And oh. Oh, my okay. husband's saying, you know, why are you buying all that? And it's because I'm going to go give it away to people who need it. It's not for us. I mean, we got a well and all the rest of that stuff plus our water purifiers. And I'm going to be in the middle of a hurricane. I'll, I'll stick a garbage can outside and get enough that water.
2: Well,
1: that well requires an to the pump. Area code 704, go.
4: Yeah, but hey, John, I got generators. I got
1: hand pumps. I got lots of stuff. The Very
3: John, it's Tim in North Carolina.
1: Tim, how are you? You getting prepped?
3: Uh, yes, I am. My parents are in uh, Fort Myers right now. Well, my parents are they're in Fort Myers and they're actually in process of selling their home. They're supposed to be closing on their house and. Closing on a new
1: one next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, so we're going we're to put that. We're going to delay that. We're going to put that off. We don't want your house. I need you to
2: turn everything off here. Yeah. Un- unplug everything. Move upstairs to the loft and start using the loft television. <laughs> There's a major solar flare that happened two days ago. I'm getting reports that they may be, uh, the the uh, solar flare is going to be hitting the United States either tonight through tomorrow morning. Communications is going to be not. Oh, oh. Where? where? Sorry about that. Where?
1: Sorry, I'm talking to my wife. Oh, all right. Uh, and don't forget, Julia, that well water could possibly be contaminated. No, no, I to, know
4: that.
2: You might have to sterilize.
4: I got, I got 36 gallons of bleach and 15 water purifier pump. Mm-hmm. Thing. I don't mm-hmm. think will be
1: too all right. bad. Okay, very good. Very good. Tim, From are you paying the head for Florida?
3: I'm sorry, can you repeat that?
1: Are you planning to head to Florida?
3: Um, it all depends on what goes down with my parents. Um, if this stays on right on the east coast of Florida, they'll be on the weak side of the hurricane, and they should be able to weather that without a problem. Uh, I know when Matthew went up uh, last year, um, they barely even had any wind or rain where they are. So I'm praying that it stays to the east for them.
1: Okay. You know, watching the Weather Channel today, there was some brutal honesty for about 10 seconds. And the, the weatherman, the meteorologist, he says, the truth is, we just don't know for sure where it's going. We don't know the path. We, we said we can guess at it, but we just don't know. There's too many variables even now. And I thought, that's brutally honest truth. I wanted
3: to make a – John, I want to make one quick comment on the uh, what you're talking about, the refrigerator and freezer. Yeah, go ahead. Any empty space that you have in your fridge or freezer, you should fill up with uh, water bottles, even two of the soda bottles. Right. Um, If if you put them in the freezer, fill them all the way to the top, squeeze out a little bit of water and put the cap on so there's some room for expansion. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, The the more cold mass you have in your fridge or your freezer, the better and the longer everything will stay frozen or or at least cold.
1: Right, right. And that's the goal.
3: So so fill in all that empty space with, uh, you know, water bottles and uh, and, and even the refrigerator, too. I mean, the the cold from just a whole bunch of water bottles, you know, down to like 38, 42 degrees, whatever you keep your refrigerator at, will keep everything cold for a little bit longer, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. That is true. All right, we lost Julie. I don't know what she did, but that's okay. Julie, I know you're busy, dear. Thanks for calling me tonight. I appreciate it. Good, 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 All right.
3: All right, and I'm going to duck out also. i got to finish doing a few things around here just in case i got to go at a moment's notice. I want to have
1: everything ready. All right, my friend. Um, if you get down that way and you need some supplies or whatnot, you need to hook up with uh, Julie. She'll have supplies. All right. Will
3: do. I'll keep you guys informed uh, what's going on.
1: <laughs> let me know. I'll tell you where she is. I'll, g- I'll give you her location. All awesome. right.
3: Take care, John. Take care, everybody.
1: Thanks, Tim, for Take calling time. in. I appreciate it. We've got some information there. Yes, that's true. Yes, uh, Leprechaun, that is true. He says, news over here said Florida Keys are being uh, mandatory evacuated. Uh, Yesterday was mandatory evacuation for all visitors, tourists, that kind of thing. The mandatory evacuation for residents started at 7 uh, p.m. Eastern time for residents. Now, let's be honest. There are some people who aren't going to leave. They're just not going to. Okay, fine. You don't have to leave, but you can't be calling in later on saying, uh, someone come help me. No, they're not going to come get you. And for all you uh, brainstems out there who think it's a good idea that I want to go, um, was it parasailing, and I want to surf, guess what? They're not coming to get you either. They're, so, and they, and they shouldn't have to. If you're dumb enough to go out there and do it this way, screw you. We can always clean out the lower end of the gene pool. Not a problem. Um, uh, you're right, Gary. I think Julie is going to stay. I've been trying to talk to her about it, but um, you know what? There are some people that cannot leave. And even though the state says, yeah, we'll come get you, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they forget. Sometimes you get lost in the paperwork or whatnot. Now, for those of you that are interested Z-E-L-L-O dot com. Zello dot com. Not Zillow. Zello. Z-E-L-L-O dot com. What that is, think of it as a CB radio computer. Um, You will find my handle on there. Contra. uh, Contra Radio 1. That's me. Contra 1. You will find uh, Julia's on there. as Tuki. Uh, you'll find a whole bunch of people on different channels there now you can use it with your cell phone it is an app. there are apps for it bear in mind and Terry found out the hard way it's going to eat up a lot of data so if you have unlimited data what do you care but if you don't you need to know this all right so it's z e l l o dot com. I'll be monitoring that quite a bit. Um, let me see. Uh, you know what? If if it's going to be as bad as they think it is, I'll be monitoring Zello, and I might even do a Sunday show, depending. But you know, we have a bunch of issues, so let's see what happens there. Still waiting for Dawn to call in. Uh, let me get with, oh oh, 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 before I forget, let's do this. All right. For those of you who don't know, uh, here's a public summary for hurricane Irma. The IA, uh, is just passing North of Puerto Rico, which way, you know, as of 8 PM Atlantic standard time, uh, location is about 50 miles uh, north of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Maximum sustained winds is 185 miles an hour. And the movement is west-northwest at 290 degrees at 16 miles per hour. It's actually picked up speed. Minimum central pressure is 914 millibars. Okay. If you don't, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Uh, millibars. The lower the pressure, the stronger the storm. Okay? That, that's the easy part of it. What are we talking about? Uh, Let me see if there's anything new that you don't already know. We've talked about that. All right, here's the 48 hour outlook. Uh, At 8 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, that's 000 UTC, universal time coordinates. The eye of Hurricane Irma is located near latitude 19.1 north, longitude 66.1 west. Irma is moving toward uh, the da, 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 the west-northwest at 16 miles per hour. And this is the just general motion is expected to continue for the next couple of days. Let me get this down. Probably, look out, probably look, looks like I'm looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, there, this is better. Where are we? Oh, yeah. The extremely dangerous core of Irma will continue to pass just north of Puerto Rico tonight. Pass near or just north of the coast of Hispaniola Thursday and be near near the Turks and Caicos and southeastern Bahamas by Thursday evening. Again, maximum sustained winds are 185 miles per hour with higher gusts. Uh, Some fluctuations in intensity are likely during the next day or two, but Irma is forecast to remain a powerful Cat 4 or 5 hurricane during the next couple of days. Now, the hurricane-force winds extend outward of up to 50 miles from the center, and tropical storm-force winds extend outward up to 185 miles. A sustained wind of 55 miles per hour with a gust of 70 was recently reported at the uh, observing site in San Juan Bay, Puerto Rico. All right, what are we talking about? Uh, Something that we... uh, You know, the Leeward Islands got just beat on, just tremendously beat on, unbelievable. And they've also had loss of life already reported. Uh, the next uh, advisory will be at 11 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Now, for those of you who are who are in the uh, Gulf of Mexico, we have Hurricane Katia. You're probably thinking, well, what do we know about that? I'm going to tell you because that's the kind of host I am. This is a hurricane advisory number for Katia, number 5A, the uh, National Hurricane Center in Miami. It's a 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time update. Acadia is moving little in southwestern Gulf of Mexico. It's located about 195 miles east of Tampico, Mexico, and about 190 miles north northeast of Veracruz, Mexico, with maximum stage winds of 75 miles per hour. That makes it a Category 1. Present movement is southeast, or 135 degrees, at 3 miles per hour. It's a slow-moving thing. This uh, minimum central pressure is 992 millibars. So, the lower the number on the millibars, the more powerful the storm. Okay. What a discussion and 48 hour outlook at 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. The center of Hurricane Katia was located, as I told you. With little overall motion is anticipated through the night, but a southwester drift should begin tomorrow. This is where it gets crazy. If it drifts southwestward, it goes into the Gulf of Mexico, which has what? Warm water. It's like putting gasoline on a fire. It's going to spin this bastard up. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. Now, it's a small tropical cyclone. Hurricane force winds extend outward up to 15 miles from the center, and tropical storm force winds extend up to 60 miles. It's small right now. It's a Cat 1. It could remain just a Cat 1 as it is. And of course, they'll have another uh, advisory out of the NHC at 10 p.m. Central Time. With that said, that's what's going on with Cattier. And so it's a slow mover; it's just sitting there, not doing a damn thing. So you know, again, there we go. Now, some of you asked about Jose, Hurricane Jose. Let's check out Public Advisory Number Six, again, out of the NHC in Miami. Um. That's a summary uh, at 5 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time or 2100 UTC. Uh, this is spinning up faster than what they expected. Again, maximum sustained winds are, windows are 75 miles per hour. It's about 1,040 miles east of the Lesser Antilles Islands, and it's moving west-northwest at 285 degrees at 16 miles per hour. It's moving. Uh, minimum central pressure is 994 millibars. So there you have it. About uh, 5 p.m., the center of Hurricane Jose was located near latitude 13.9 north, 45.8 west. It's moving toward the west-northwest at 16 miles per an hour, and this general motion is expected to continue for the next couple of days. Additional strengthening is forecast. Jose could be near major hurricane strength on Friday. Hurricane force winds extend outward up to 15 miles from the center, and tropical storm force winds extend. Outward up to 70 miles. The estimated minimum central pressure, again, is 994 millibars. It's only estimated because they can't get any planes in there to actually do the measurements. As of now, it's not affecting any land. And they will update uh, Jose at 11 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, which is about two hours. Uh, so it's 11 o'clock here. It should be 9 o'clock. Yeah, in about 20 minutes, they should do another up, up, uh, up. Date on hurricane Jose. All right. And that's just for the Atlantic basin. All right. Have we covered a lot? I think we have. All right. What do we got here? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, good night, Gary. Thanks for checking in pal. I appreciate it. He's got, he's got a lot to do tonight. He's like I said, he and Brian are, CME proofing their equipment, their electronic equipment, especially as it de- deals with their solar panels and electronic equipment, so it doesn't fry out when we get hit Friday night. All right, my good friend Chuck, what do you have to add to this? Well,
2: as you're as you were talking, I was sort of multitasking, trying to uh, you know trying to uh, CME proof uh, our home, uh, so. Basically, long story short, everything that uh, Julie has mentioned pretty much is, is is on point, and also what Brian has mentioned as well. Um, decrease or basically uh, lower the temperatures in your refrigerators and make sure you have extra provisions on hand, and definitely those electronics that you hold dear but you're not currently using and don't currently need, uh recommend that you unplug them right now. Um even if it's connected to a to a power strip or a surge suppressor, go ahead and unplug the surge okay. suppressors too. Uh, good, and,
1: good, good advice. Absolutely correct. Look, we're right. not saying and, you know this. This will we're just trying- be
2: overnight, and if if everything works out tomorrow, then you can just plug everything back in, and it will be normal as usual. That is correct.
1: Uh, listeners, just to make sure, when Chuck says turn it uh, turn it down, what he's really saying is turn the temperature so it goes gets as cold as possible if you're just joining us all right that's what he means you want the temperature as cold as possible do it about 24 hours before landfall all right and make sure you cram as much as you can in there even as like tim said put water bottles in there because it's cold get it cold get it cold get it cold it'll stay cold all right that's in case the power goes out you can extend your fresh food supply Anything else you'd like to talk about, Chuck? Uh,
2: no, that's pretty much all that I uh, I have right now. I think uh, we did a good public service by making as many people as aware of this as possible. But, again, I'm very, very disappointed at the mainstream news media for not including this in their uh, list of items to report, considering mm-hmm. the magnitude uh, that this uh, CME can cause.
1: They have no idea. <laughs> RECO 253, go ahead.
0: Hey, John, it's me. Sorry about that. We have family in for the who we're still here from the funeral, so.
1: No, oh, I hear you, buddy. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Give me a quick rundown yeah. on the fires out west.
0: Okay, so well, basically since August 31st, we've had over 3,000 fires in the Pacific Northwest. We literally Three thousand. are on fire. 3,000. Oh,
2: yeah. The picture is um, coming that, Yeah.
0: That is not including British Columbia. That is not including Canada. That is just Washington, Montana, Idaho, and Oregon. We are... I am currently standing outside, and we are looking at a sky that looks... It's gray. It's ash. Uh, Firefighters here are going nonstop. Mount Rainier, the back end of Mount Rainier is on fire. We've had... uh, a couple of others that break out, they spend due diligence to go ahead and put them out. And lucky for us, we haven't really lost it. Burian has lost a few homes, but lucky at this point, it's been, you know, they've been managed to contain them as much as possible. However, the air quality here is so intense that you go another maybe 10 digits and we are in hazardous.
1: Do you have your N95 mask?
0: We, well, what we've done is we've put up our filters. We've done what we can to stay inside. Luckily for me, I homeschool. Those who do not homeschool, the kids are going to school, unfortunately. And we just found out that one of our school districts here, their air conditioning broke down. So these kids are sitting in 80 and 90 degree weather in their school rooms, cannot open the windows because of the ash, and they have no air conditioning. I mean, It's bad here in Washington, and people don't want to talk about it. This is what happens when you get a bunch of liberals in charge who want to go ahead and misplace their funds for their 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 feely, touchy stuff and not take care of the stuff that needs to be taken care of. These fires, John, they are responsible. EPA and the Environmental Protection Agency and the and the um, BLM are the ones that are responsible for this because they refuse to allow people to clear out the undergrowth. They refuse to go ahead and allow them to clear out those areas that were hazardous. Knowing this is an annual thing and it just increased exponentially, and now they want to go ahead and blame climate controls.
1: Okay, I think you're onto something. But the fact—let me ask you this: Is the state of Washington getting any kind of firefighting equipment or personnel? No. Or there's no. not. Yeah.
0: As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, the main tanker that could actually be used at this point has been grounded. And you know why?
1: I don't know. Why?
0: Our wonderful Governor Inslee, Oregon State, and California have all declared sanctuary status.
1: What the hell does that mean? What's that we got are to do with illegal the state?
0: sanctuary states. We are pro-refugee states. And as much as it affects me, me, I understand why Trump has been told them to stand down. They flipped the middle finger at Trump and said, we're not going to abide by a national federal mandate.
1: I understand. And now that that we're
0: in an emergency situation, they want funding and they want resources. Okay. So, all these bleeding heart liberals? This Do you is think. A skip.
1: Is Washington broke? Do they not have any money? Washington
0: left? is not broke, but it's close. But okay, primarily what it is is you have two liberal areas in Washington Seattle and Olympia. Olympia is this capital. Seattle, everybody knows, is the New San Francisco. But because they happen to have a stranglehold on the political campaign, a good example, we had this huge tax that came in to go ahead and build a small part of the light rail from Seattle, about 45 miles north to Everett. They're not even planning on building this thing for another decade. They put it to the vote for the people, and three counties, including the one I live in, said, no, we don't want this. It's not going to affect us. We don't need it. Seattle overturned us. My car tags just went up from 150 a a year to 350 a year. And we said no. We voted no. This is not this is not a problem of um, of global environment. This is not a problem of natural disaster. This is poorly handled funds, poorly executed resources, and a demand to go ahead, an entitlement minded demand to be taken care of even after they refuse to comply with federal mandate. And what we got here going on in the Pacific Northwest, the rest of the nation better wake up, because it is affecting real people. All right.
1: What's going on in Idaho? From the maps you posted, it looks like Idaho, the whole damn state's on fire.
0: Correct. It is. Well, a lot of Idaho is rural, too. Oh, okay. Oregon's getting hit the worst. Oregon's getting hit the worst. I mean, it's just slammed. And then, of course, with British Columbia, what we're looking at here. A lot of the smoke and everything that we're seeing here is from British Columbia. But we're living in potentially hazardous My, We have relatives in town who both have breathing issues. They have not been able to leave my house for a week. They cannot. They, I, I can take her up to the store to get something and bring her home, and that's it because then she has to be put back on her machine. It's that oh. bad. Now, I understand mm-hmm. Houston's flooding. Yeah. I understand that we have all of, you know the stuff going down. In the you know, back, back east and we have even worse coming in we've got the mother of all storms about to hit with it's right behind it two more mm-hmm. but the nation in and of itself people need to be aware the entire nation in and of itself is screwed and it's going to get even worse the next couple of months because now they're saying that when we start getting into the cold zone the mid east yeah. is going to freeze if you have not prepped If you have not prepared for your individual area, and the potentials are going to happen in your in your individual area, you are putting yourself and your children's lives at risk. And I am not being melodramatic when I say that this year is dangerous.
1: This is why you prep, people. If you are in an area that is not being affected by anything just yet, you need to start stocking up. You need to start preparing. As our good friend Chuck says, prep today live tomorrow tomorrow could be right around the corner in terms of oh look now there's an earthquake
0: yeah well a lot of those people in the middle of the country right now like in, in illinois and your the woods you're like well we're not really being affected by anything really well guess what you guys are about to get hit with like blizzard like we're talking little house in the prairie blizzard like conditions
1: yes and that's why illinois sucks
0: So the entire nation this year, is. this is the beginning. I'm going to tell you something else. This is the beginning. I predict personally, after gauging a lot of this, I -hmm. predict that we're going to have the next three years of hell, and it's going to be extreme, extreme weather. Yeah, maybe. And do not rely on the government.
1: I don't think you can. As I said earlier, uh, FEMA says they got 8.5 million liters of, of water. So what? If the standard is one gallon per person per day, you're going to need at least four liters of water per person. And I guarantee oh, you, more than eight million people in the state of Florida.
0: I'm going to tell you something else, and I want to blast it out to every teen, single person you can possibly imagine. If you're donating blood, or if you're looking for resources like shelter, Red Cross is great. Don't give them a dang dime.
1: Don't give the American Red Cross. Don't donate to them. They've been misspending the funds, and they've admitted to it. They misspent the funds for Harvey. They did it during Hurricane Sandy. They were called on it. Oh, no, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. Bullshit. They didn't do it, and they did it again. Mercury 1 will give 100% of whatever you give. 100% goes Mm -hmm. to the cause that you choose. You choose. Not what they choose. That is the, oh, the director in this yacht that needs an oil change today. No. What you also want
0: to do, and and I'm getting this directly from Harvey Arias. It's great that donations are coming in for clothes and diapers and this type of thing. It's fantastic. Thank you for shipping it. It is best to go ahead and ship funds through such as Amazon or Walmart, where they have already put in basically for want of a better word, registries of what is needed in that area. And that way they can buy and have it shipped in en masse what is needed. We have entire areas down in the Harvey and in, in the Houston area right now where they have clothes rotting because nobody needed them. They have right. they have entire areas where furniture is rotting because people ship mean, furniture.
1: I get it. I hear you.
0: So, anyway, I got to go.
1: Well, We're about ready to eat. I got to go I'm inside. But,
0: yeah, I just wanted to make you aware of what's going on here.
1: I want you to keep us updated, all right, dear?
0: I will. Do that I will. Thanks, John.
1: All right. Good night. Talk
0: to you later. Bye.
1: That was Dawn. Dawn's show is on Friday nights, right here on CRN. Julie's going to do her show during the hurricane. That should be interesting. I think I I will be tuning into that just because, you know, it should be an interesting broadcast. All right. Apparently Terry can't get into us, and I wanted, you know, but I had a chance to talk for him, so that's good. I give it to you,
2: Mr. Chuck. What would you like to say
1: before we close it up tonight?
2: there is no better defense than vigilance. So I think it's a very important for everyone to maintain situational awareness um, and be prepared to do what needs to be done. So that being said, prepare today, survive tomorrow or live tomorrow. Eh, You know, I I know, I know.
1: And you do too. Right. You listeners out there, you people watching, you know exactly what he's talking about. You know what he's talking about. Chuck, thanks for uh, checking in tonight, buddy. I appreciate it. Always, always enjoy having you on. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. you you be good. We'll talk to you. That was Chuck compadre, a good listener at CRN, a dedicated listener, to say the least, and a participant. you don't believe me, go back to the past episodes, There are sometimes Chuck gets on a roll, even I can't stop him. It's just the way it is. All right, for some of you, I know you've been watching here on the CRN group page. I appreciate it on the video feed. Hope you guys like it a lot. If you do, please let your friends know. If you don't, let me know. My email is contraradio at live.com, contraradio at live.com, I do answer all the emails, even the hate mails. When I get the hate emails, I forward them to the appropriate people who are deserving of said scorn. All right, even if that's me. And I'm not afraid to say I screwed up. I'm not afraid to say, hey, eh, messed up, okay. But then again, I never said I know everything there is to know about prepping. I know enough to get in trouble and I know enough to prep. Okay, thanks again for everybody checking in tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, Gary, Brian, Garen, who else did I have? Austin, uh, Brian, also known as Leprechaun, Tim, and Scotty. Hey, guys, thanks for checking in tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I think I caught everything I can tonight. I want to say thank you again for listening and sharing uh, your evening with me. If you're preparing for storm prep, get back to it. I'll be. If you need something, you know how to get a hold of me, uh, do something to give you a hand. I want to welcome my new listener, Mel, down in Florida. Thanks for checking in tonight, buddy. I really do appreciate it. Very good. With that said, I want to say this to all my prepper and patriot friends for tonight and always. One, stay alert. Stay safe and stay vigilant. I'm John Jeffers here at the Contra Radio Network saying thank you again for checking in tonight and for uh, supporting the radio show. I appreciate it. And you know what? With what's going on? There's a very good possibility we might have to do a, a, a supplementary show somewhere in the next week or so, depending on what's happening. So keep your uh, check on for the CRN Facebook page, both the like and the group page. I'm John Jeffers saying good night and thanks for listening. Have a good one and be safe, alert, and vigilant.